The constant energy, the tight turns and bustle of the city. Some are just happy to survive it. Others were destined to conquer it. The Lexus UX and UX F Sport crossovers with a 33 MPG combined estimate and the most advanced standard safety system in its class. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. 2020 UX versus 2019 and 2020 competitors. Information from manufacturer's websites as of 8 13 2019. 2020 Lexus UX 200, EPA 29 City, 37 Highway, 33 combined MPG estimates. Actual mileage will vary. Welcome to the Sift Spoil for Deadpool 2. Uh, this is where we go into more conversation about the movie without worrying about spoiling anything for you. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, we highly encourage you to turn back now uh, because we will be giving away plot points. We don't want to ruin anything for you. Plus, we may be jumping around in the story. Some of it may not make sense to you if you kind of don't know what's in between that stuff. So um, just fair warning on that. Well, guys, I am... Not as excited as I usually am to talk spoilers because I disagree with both of you on a lot of this stuff, uh, but I am excited to kind of get into the nitty gritty on what makes this movie hilarious or not hilarious for us um, and anything else that you want to talk about. Uh, I will say just to kind of give us, just kind of kick us off, the most I laughed was during the mid credit scene, <laughs> like the, the all the stuff, mm. the going back in time stuff yeah. was hilarious to me. That Green Lantern part. Uh, oh yeah, was really funny to me going back to uh, Origins Wolverine and taking out the abomination version of Deadpool was hilarious <laughs> to me. Uh, I loved all that stuff, so I thought I thought that was really really funny. For me, easily the funniest part in the entire movie is all the X Force dying. Oh yeah, I I actually agree that that is a very funny part of the movie and a very well done that parachute scene. Oh. Brad Pitt's cameo is so good in that scene. Did you catch it, by the way? Did you know ahead of time? Or I, no, I, I, didn't. I, did, I had to look it up. No, I didn't know. Or uh, I, I saw that it was him, and uh, but I didn't know he was going to be in the movie. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's... Uh, there's other cameos in there, too, apparently. The pickup truck guys. One of them was Alan Tudyk. And, oh, really? Uh, oh, really? And the other was Matt Damon. Oh, I, I did. I did see. I did see that it was Alan Tudyk as the as the pickup guy. Wait, Matt Damon was who? The other pickup guy. What? Yeah, I know, right? No, I, I saw Alan Tudyk. I'm like, I, I thought it was Alan Tudyk. I'm like, is that Alan Tudyk? Because yeah. he kind of had that Tucker Dale vibe going, you know. Yeah. Um, I also love the the X Men cast cameo. You that know, was where great. they close the door on. That him. was great. <laughs> Although, let me just say. Amongst the many things in this movie that don't make sense are him being in the same timeline as those X-Men. Yeah. Like, that James McAvoy version of Professor X, like, isn't that the 70s? Yeah. Like, I, like Well, they reference that in the first Deadpool movie. The uh, timeline stuff? Yeah, well, kind kind of, uh, because at the, uh, whenever they're on the uh, the freeway and, you know, they crash all the cars in the first movie, oh, yeah, stuff like that. that. Yeah, it's one of my least favorite lines in the first movie because it makes no sense. Yeah, Colossus says, you're going to go meet the professor, and he says, uh, Stuart or McAvoy, these right. timelines are so confusing now. Right. But you're right, it should be Stuart, but Stuart said he's not going to be Professor X anymore unless it's for Legion. But, well, uh, and the, wor- the word is that they actually were filming the next X-Men movie and shot that and sent it over to him. Oh, really? uh, so it wasn't it wasn't like they got together to do that. They were actually already filming whatever the next X-Men Dark Phoenix, I think. Yeah. And so they they sent that over. But I don't think you can really does 
Deadpool get carte blanche on stuff like that? Like just funny cameos? I think Deadpool gets carte blanche on just about anything. I think they've set up this environment where they're just like, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense. So, yeah, I think so. Okay. For sure. Um, I think the thing you were talking about that you didn't think worked that I thought was hilarious was Baby Legs Deadpool. Yeah. You didn't like that? I didn't think that was funny at all. <laughs> I mean, there's a version of that joke in the first movie, so <laughs> we've seen it before. tiny hands. But it's, it's funny. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the tiny hands was hilarious, but then it's like, but you're doing the same joke. It's just legs, not hands, and you're throwing a little basic instinct twist on there. Oh, gosh, that was so good. I don't think that's the basis of the joke, though, right? (laughs) I mean, because he's like, so I agree. It is the basis of the first one where uh, Blind Al is rubbing whatever. He's like, that's not my leg. Yeah. And okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit derivative, but... Then everybody starts showing up, and he's like, "What the hell? What yeah, is this listed on Tinder or Grinder and everything?" Yeah. And then, uh, then Cable shows up, and then he when he walked. The <laughs> he funniest walked. thing about that the waddle. Is, well, it's the walk. The walk is fantastic. Although the the physics of of how the shirt hits is not really right, but uh, when he does the N- leg, none cross of that is thing, right, Barrett. None of that is right. <laughs> that's true. When he does the leg cross thing, the eye contact that he maintains with cable is the funniest freaking thing to me man he's just like he's staring at him like yeah this is this is happening i don't know i understand how it may not be funny and it does last a little bit long it lasts down with it it lasts so long and 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 that's the thing i'm talking about where like if because humor is subjective and if i'm not on board for the first second and you're gonna spend 30 seconds on it like it's just you know what I'm saying? So for me, if I'm not getting or not necessarily not getting it, but not enjoying it, it it's almost torture how long they keep that stuff going. Um, and the in the blind owl stuff was derivative. Her pointing the gun in the wrong direction. It's like we've seen that before, and it's just like I don't know. It just all seemed there seemed like a lot of borrowed jokes. Do you ever have this thing in comedies where something is funny? Then it stops being funny, but then it keeps going on so long oh, sure, that it's funny sure. no, again. No, I know that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because that's kind of what happened to me with that scene with tiny legs. I was, you know, it was funny in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then they all kept, you know, coming in and going, "Ooh, what's wrong with your legs?" and stuff like that. But then when he got up and he walked over to Cable, I, I st- started laughing again. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. What are some other humor points that you really got you guys that we can kind of dig in and talk about? Uh, let's see. Oh, I guess, yeah, we're You're in. saying, Aaron, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was, no, I, I'm curious now. Aaron. Aaron, you were saying that the humor was more uh, repetitive to you yeah. uh, from the first one than, than original. See, I thought, if anything, it was too referential of, like, I loved the Thanos joke. The Thanos joke was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I liked the John Connor stuff. Um. <laughs> As I mentioned, sometimes it could get too meta in an attempt to excuse what what comes next. But like a lot of those references uh, are are just are just awesome. The, do you want to build a snowman? Now that's and great. The gentle thing. That's great. Like, that's the stuff that really like just hits you out of nowhere. That's great. And 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 you know, I will I will come off as I'm oh, sure li- liking a lot more of this than people would think. By the way, I talk about it. The problem for me is as great as do you want to build a snowman is as great as that parachute as hilarious as that parachute scene is as great as some of the other stuff that I'm sure you'll bring up and I'll agree is funny is 
for me, if the other stuff isn't working, the batting average is still really low because this movie is throwing out so much. And so like if it's if most of it isn't hitting with me, I'm not having that great of an experience. Um, so that probably, even though we can agree that some of these things are really funny, like I, I liked the, the, uh, Martha joke. I think there's a Martha joke in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. Um, I thought that was a great joke. So there are great (laughs) jokes in there, but for me, the batting average was probably so much lower than you guys that the overall experience, you know, felt a little more tedious uh, to me. Uh, what was I going to say? Well, I can talk about the other part of the humor that I didn't like, which was it seemed to be crass for crass sake. Uh, I specifically think of the Juggernaut um, Colossus fight, which, by the way, I, I think is the worst part of the movie. I love I, it. I, that fight that sucked. I agree. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I had fun with it. It was There was nothing interesting about it. It was so obviously completely CG, and the CG well, was awful. Yeah. Well, no, but the CG was awful, like, especially the, the Juggernaut CG was just so bad. Yeah, Juggernaut was much worse, I thought, than Colossus. Agreed, agreed. Huh. But you know the the you know the whole end of that fight where they tear his pants down and stick a electric you know shocker up his butt, like it's just like you know, it's just it's funny because it's crass. You know what I mean? But it's there's can, nothing really smart about it or interesting about it. I think you could do that with the same Deadpool though. I think you could pinpoint certain parts of the movie that are crass. I don't think overall you could say this movie is overly crass. Well, you can and, say it's overly crass, but I just I just mean there's a difference with the first Deadpool I felt like was overly crass as well, but it was also very smart, consistently smart. I didn't feel like this movie was consistently smart. I felt like it relied on, like I said, a lot of repetitive humor, a lot of uh, pop culture pop culture reference humor, and a lot of crass humor. But it, it didn't have, like, there's a way for this movie to turn the first movie a little bit and become something interesting or something unique. It's like... It's like I've I, you've told me this joke before, so it may still be kind of a funny joke, but I, I've heard it before. So that's kind of the feeling I had during a lot of this movie was like I've heard this joke before. So that's just hmm. kind of where I existed. Any any other parts you want to bring up humor wise? So you, I guess you both weren't fans of Juggernaut. That's interesting. Um, yeah, did thought, you know that was Ryan Reynolds? I, I afterwards I found out that was him doing the voice. Yeah, yeah I didn't know at the time. Yeah, um, man. Uh, what something you don't know, Aaron, because you don't watch trailers. They've uh, filmed a whole bunch of stuff for X Force that obviously wasn't in the movie because they all died. That's cool. Yeah, like they had. Well, and I went back and watched the trailer, one of the trailers afterwards, like I usually do. And one of the trailers, uh, the one I watched, was basically Deadpool like playing with figures and saying, "This is what it'll be like." That's a perfect trailer. <laughs> I love that. That because that doesn't give anything, you know. Oh, you should see a whole bunch. There was a Bob Ross. A trailer for Deadpool 2 that is one of the funniest. See, I love that stuff because it doesn't actually show you any of the visuals from the movie. Yeah. Um, which I think is is really smart. But yeah, they had like uh, Shatterstar and stuff like that. They filmed a whole bunch of stuff for like Terry Crews had a whole bunch of stuff in the trailers that obviously wasn't there because they didn't make it. <laughs> what I was really we'll upset see. what I was really upset by is how underused Peter was. He had the potential to steal that movie if they used him. But yeah, I mean I hear what you're I saying. I think he's kind of used like a perfect amount. Yeah. You think so? like he's he's it's funny because he's such a fish out of water. He makes it to the the ground and then he meets his unceremonious end. I think <laughs> I, I I see what you mean. It, it, it's a good character. He was played really really well. Uh but I think he was in there just enough. Oh, okay. I, I, I think they, I don't know, it's just, 
I thought he was going to be the new Dopender, which what do you guys think of what they did to Dopender in this movie, trying to turn him, in, turn him into a wannabe serial killer almost? Like, did you think that that took away from the innocent guy that they'd built up in the first movie? Like, which one do you, do you prefer? I prefer the first movie. I think it's a better, um, uh, what's the counterpoint to Deadpool? Yeah. Um, seems more innocent and interesting to me. Um, I didn't necessarily think that, you know, was super interesting or funny. Yeah. That part of it. Okay. So, uh, I liked it. I liked the, the, the evolution of it. He's, he's becoming, you know, slightly more unhinged, but still basically the same, the same dude. I thought he was funny. Yeah. So, uh, something that you both disagreed with me on was cable and how I thought that the character wasn't like Josh Brolin was really good. I got to say that he was really good in the role. It's just, I don't think that the character was used properly. One of the big issues I had is he says, and they said it was sloppy or lazy writing that he has one charge to get here and then one charge to get back. The fact that he used the charge to, uh, save Deadpool did not make sense to me. Okay. So let me check my math on this. I think they do at least attempt to explain this away by saying he wants to save the world because the world, even though his family is now saved, the world is still going to get screwed up in this timeline. So he stays behind and he needs Deadpool and this X-Force to be able to possibly change that future. They may have And in said that, that context, it does make a little bit of sense. Okay. Well, and none of it really matters anyway because they fix it and can do anything they want with it. But, yeah, um, that sucks. Um, and, and I'll go into more of why that, that sucks here in a second, but, uh, that specifically, let me throw a theory out, out to you that I heard, uh, that is interesting and I wouldn't be surprised if it's true and also would be surprised if it's true. Uh, if you can figure that out. Um, the idea that Deadpool is Cable's mom's dad. So Deadpool is his, is his grandpa. Basically, he's Cyclops is in the in the comics. Yeah, in the comics. But the idea being because he says he says something about uh, you'd have to check out the theory online or whatever. But he says something about, you know, my family being OK now. And there's kind of an interesting look that he's giving Deadpool in that moment. And there's a couple other things. So he possibly knows that if Deadpool dies, he's never born kind of idea, you know, back to mm. the future kind of thing. So. Hmm. Interesting. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. And 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 you know the idea that I'm sorry. I'm just pondering that right now. No, that him and you know his girl, you know, want to have a baby or whatever could mm -hmm. definitely be something. And in fact, in the original, uh, in the original script, they do have a child. Oh really? Uh, so yeah. So. What did you think of her dying in the beginning of this? Did you? Uh, that caught me out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it was it was a surprise. Obviously, it doesn't matter now because they went back and saved her. I know that was the other part I was going to talk about. The end, just like uh, any emotional stakes that you thought the movie might have, are completely short circuited by the the credit scenes. Am I wrong about that? No, you're right. And uh, you know, death is irrelevant on many different levels in in any of these superhero things. I'm but, say that's that's uh, nothing new for a Marvel movie, <laughs> right? Sure. And uh, from what I understand, Ryan Reynolds went back and filmed all those post credit. Uh, sequences where he goes back and and kills the uh, uh, the the Origins Wolverine version and the the Green Lantern. 
because he he actually wrote that whole thing and went back and shot it after the movie was done. And he said, you know, that I was the only one that really could could make those jokes at my expense, and I'm perfectly willing to do it. But he actually copped to saying, like, you know, the, we thought about doing it because it would be funny, but still, it's like we're also unraveling like this emotional story that we just told over two hours. So like, is it worth it? Ultimately they decided it was worth it. Um, it is funny, but yeah, it just, it, it undercuts everything really. There was a, they actually filmed, uh, and tested, uh, one of the post credit scene was him going back and killing baby Hitler. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even for Deadpool, you want to stay steer clear of all that. Yeah, Baby killing is probably not even something Deadpool could give get away with even if it is hitler uh so so yeah so i thought that was interesting as well uh, anything else you guys want to bring up spoiler wise trying to think do we want to talk more about the emotional arc and why it did or didn't work in certain scenes that you know like his uh going to the underworld you know so to speak and being locked off and her saying your heart's not in the right place and you know talking about family and kind See, of that, oh, that worked for me well, no, that was the, actually the only part that actually did work for me, but I don't know how well it works if you take the, so you know, if the humor works. none of the Fire Fist stuff worked for you? Um, like it worked what, for me? What element? You mean like the performance? No, no, not the performance. Uh, the, uh, how he, you know, the emotion, you said the emotion. No, none of that works because, listen, he, he wants to kill this guy that has been abusing these kids, right? Yeah. And uh, Deadpool... Like, when has Deadpool ever cared about about not killing someone? You know what I mean? Like, maybe he wants to keep that kid from doing it, but why doesn't Deadpool just take him down? You know what I mean? It just it, it ultimately just... does. Well, no, so whatever his name, the the cab driver, Dopender. yeah, Dopender. Well, I think he would have done it if he. Yeah, exactly. You said it. He's he's trying to prevent once once he goes uh, under. Once he kills himself the first time. Uh, he says, you know, he's got to save this kid. And after Cable tells him what's what's going to happen in the future, he's like, I got to stop him from doing this. Uh, not that, again, he he doesn't want it done. And he even said uh, after Dopender uh, runs over him, he's like, I heard that coming for 30 seconds. I was just trying to keep him, you know, distracted or whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the motivations to me, I think, work out pretty, pretty evenly. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. So. There are, there are five lights. <laughs> uh, anything else? Any other specific jokes you want to shout out? Any other specific moments? Um, I you know talked about the chase scene. I think is probably the best action scene in the movie. Uh, the Domino. boy that Zazzy beats man, she's good. Yeah, yeah. she's great. Too- she was uh, the best part of Gia Storm. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wait, not has, saying has, a lot. Uh, has Atlanta season two started yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it started and finished actually, or maybe there, maybe there's one more episode. Oh well, I gotta I get remember. caught up on that then. Yeah, no, it's good. It's different than season one, for sure. Man, season one came out of nowhere with how good it was. Yeah, I should have known. I'm beginning to think Donald Glover may know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Deadpool, did you know he was going to be doing a, a Deadpool series? Donald Glover was. Oh really? But then yeah. FX canceled it. He's not happy about it. No, he's not. Didn't he? Didn't he release like a sample script or something? He, that... he, he released the final epi- the script for the final episode. Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading something about that. Interesting stuff. Which I didn't read, just on the off chance that they decided to repick it up. Yeah. How more? How much more can they do this? How many? You know, like this Deadpool thing. Like, 
the shine obviously wore off for me quicker than most, but like, isn't it something where the shine's going to wear off for most people? You've been saying that about Star Wars. And look at Marvel. How long Marvel has been going on for over 10 years now yeah. with Iron Man, and people still want more Iron Man? Yeah. But, so, can, but can you see the difference, though? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference between like irreverent, self referential, meta humor and if telling they, stories. I think if they space it out enough, like, give it a couple years to do the next Deadpool. Like wait till like twenty twenty one or something like that. Let it you know taper off a while and then bring it back. Like oh man, do you remember Deadpool? Yeah, it's been a while. We need another one. Yeah, but don't do it like next year or something like that. Should they make the X Force movie instead of another Deadpool movie? They're talking about it. Yes, they're talking about it. Yeah, I think so too. The other question I have is Josh Brolin, one of our most underrated actors, even though people know he's good. Yeah, he's gonna have one of those careers that you look back on and say. Holy crap, he was in a lot of great things, and he was really, really good. He, they actually make a one-eyed Willie joke. Yeah, this, they do, uh, for Goonies. Movie. <laughs> and Goonies, I believe, was his first movie. Yeah. And, you know, from that, you, you just look at anything he's been in. Oh, the Paul Thomas Anderson, like Inherent Vice, just like a random thing. And the Hail Caesar, just recently. He's fantastic. No Country for I Old Men. Yeah, No Country for Old Men. Uh, either that or Milk might be his best performance. But he's incredible, mm-hmm. even in stuff that like you wouldn't know, you wouldn't say necessarily that the movie's great, like uh, Everest. He's incredible in Everest. Um, I so, love Everest. I, I think I that do movie's too, actually. amazing. I actually really do like Everest. Um, Men in Black Three, he's incredible in. His, in the movie's mm-hmm. bad, but his, he's his really Tommy good. His Tommy Lee Jones perfect. is perfect. Like it's like I just I'm really impressed by him, and I think you're right. I think we'll look back and go. We liked Josh Brolin, but we didn't realize did he, how incredible he was. Did he win the Oscar for Milk, or was he just nominated? I, I don't think he's got an Oscar. I could be wrong. Mm. The guy needs one. He really does. But yeah, you look at even True Grit, which he's in for, what, 15 minutes, if that. He's amazing for those 15 minutes. He won mm-hmm. the he won the Critics' Choice uh, Award for Best Actor in, in 2009 for Milk. Um, but no screen screen. Was act- he even nominated for No Country? No, no. He won a Screen Actors Guild Award for No Country, um, and an Independent Spirit Award for Inherent Vice. Those are the only three awards he's ever won. Am I the only person in the world that does not like Inherent Vice? Oh no, I, I, I think we're. I think I'm the only person that does like it. Yeah. I, oh really? I, well, I I don't know if I like it or not. I can't understand. I don't. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> like, I, I can't follow it. I didn't like that movie. Yeah, I did. I had a bad I think, experience. I with think it. you're in the majority. I oh, think a lot really? of people did okay. not like that movie. So, because I thought I was in the minority on people who love the master. Because who loved the master? You love the master. I love the master, dude. I will die on that hill with you. I, really? I think that's oh, maybe dude. my favorite. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. It's tied with There Will Be Blood. I think There Will Be Blood that's is my yeah. Uh, I would probably even put Magnolia above it. Maybe. Um, no. Yeah, that's it. Phantom Thread? No. Need some, mm, need some more time? Need, need some more time. No, I, I can honestly say I, I think I would like the Master more than Phantom Thread. Maybe Boogie Nights. Probably Boogie Nights I love more than the Master, but it's right there then. Phantom Thread is my favorite PTA. Really? Yep. Even more than the... So I think good. I think There Will Be Blood is like the masterpiece of his career i don't think he'll he will ever do better than there will be blood yeah i I totally yeah i you're right there will be blood is actually my favorite pta but phantom threat a second okay yeah yeah well it's all about that ddl man anything else guys anything else 
Okay, I have I'm to good. mention this. It's not really Deadpool from the movie. Just want to make sure all hearts are clear. You guys on your Sincast mentioned how you thought that they would potentially cast Christopher Plummer to replace, um, uh, what's his name? T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. I have yeah, to say, that's my favorite that suggestion ever. Is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I was crying. I was laughing so hard when you guys said that. It got me so that good. That was a Jeremy. That was a, well, a perfect Jeremy comment. Oh, my gosh. Not only is it hilarious, they should have done it. They could have like, done it. Yeah, like it was – because honestly, in, and I will just say this, I haven't studied any of the T.J. Miller backstory or anything. I, you know, I know he's dealing with his stuff. but <laughs> He's um, going to jail. <laughs> is he? Oh, probably. Okay, see, I don't know any of that. Fake bomb call on a train. But I know, I I know that he's the word these days is problematic. Um, and I and even just knowing that those scenes with him were uncomfortable for me. Like you know, it, it so it just it. They also weren't funny. He wasn't funny in this movie. Like yeah. I, I thought the movie was hilarious, but he wasn't funny. Do you think a lot of his scenes were cut out because he really wasn't in a lot besides, like I can yeah, think I of a couple. So. Yeah, I think that's quite possible. But it, that that would have been perfect. There's oh probably there's probably contractual reasons they couldn't do that. I'm guessing, but but yeah, no. That's, well, that's really think funny. the same thing about Kevin Spacey, but that didn't stop them. <laughs> all right, unless there's anything else, all hearts clear. Everybody okay? There are five lights, man. I that I I'm still laughing about it. That Christopher Plummer joke. <laughs> you tell Jeremy that I said that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. I will definitely do that. Oh my gosh. Very nicely done, guys. Uh we'll be back next week to talk solo spoilers. Um excited to do that. Um the guest next week, uh Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast, gonna be on with us to nice. talk solo. So haven't talked to that guy in a while. So we'll have a good time and until then, uh have fun.